Hey everyone, welcome back to a bonus episode of the Born For This podcast. So if you guys have been following me for season one, you know that we wrapped up last week. However, I felt very strongly about coming back on one last time of this crazy year that has been 2020 and share a little bit about my experiences on how I prepare for the next year. I think that there's a lot of benefits into seeking uh, the guidance of the Holy Spirit and discerning what the Lord has for us in the next coming year. Now, I'm not somebody that likes to plan too far in advance. I uh, My bosses will tell you that anytime they ask me, what's your five-year plan? I laugh at them and, and refuse to answer because my answer truly is, I don't know where God's going to have me in five years. So I really like to only think of what is this next year going to look like for me? Where is God calling me to? Because if we've learned this anytime, it would be now in this crazy 2020 year that so much can happen in such a short amount of time. And we've seen that this year. And I just wanted to give a bit of encouragement moving forward as all of you prepare your hearts and your minds for what maybe 2021 because really we don't know <laughs> no one <laughs> no one knows we don't know anything um at least that's how I feel maybe someone knows but I don't feel confident in what next year is going to look like so I wanted to share with you all something that is a bit of a uh, end of year tradition for me and maybe you would all find it beneficial or at least entertaining <laughs> if nothing else. So something that I do, for those of you that don't know, uh, my birthday is actually December 28th. And so the end of December, you know, beginning of the new year, it's I really look at it as, okay, this is, I kind of celebrate the new year on the 28th because it's the, it's a new start of my next new year. So I started this tradition probably about four years ago where I would take myself on a breakfast date because breakfast brunchy things are my absolute favorite. And I'm one of those weirdos that likes to wake up stupid early and like get to her favorite um, breakfast place or coffee shop at like 6.30 or 7 in the morning. Basically, as soon as they open, I want to be there because I want it to be quiet. And I want, I, I just am very selfish in that way. I want to be able to spend time with myself without a lot of distraction, enjoying a lot of my favorite things. And that's been something I've done, like I said, the last four or five years. And the reason I take myself on my birthday breakfast date is because I like to spend some time discerning what I want the next year to be. I sit down, I bring, I pull out my goals from the, the previous year and I really take a good look at them to see which ones did I hit, which ones were maybe an invitation to, you know, that I was able to dive deeper into, which ones did I completely miss the mark because I realized that it wasn't where God wanted me? I, I think it's a, a healthy way of reflecting, not at a point of, oh, I totally failed on some of these and really was successful at these other ones, but I more so come at it from a mindset of where did I feel like God was calling me versus where was he really calling me and how did that unfold? Because we only see so much of the path he has before us in like such small little increments at a time that... I feel like anytime I set some goals, it's just kind of mm, based on speculation of where where I feel like the Holy Spirit is prompting me to go. So 
first I kind of look back over, you know, the previous year, what I accomplished. I like to, uh, you know, do a little cheers with my coffee on um, celebrating any victories, um, any accomplishments that I might have um, done or experienced in that year. Um, and delight in those, which I'm really bad at. If you are a close friend of mine, you know that I am really terrible at celebrating personal victories. So this is one of those mm, probably pretty small ways that I allow myself to do that. I'm working on it though. Um, and after that is done, I reflect on the new year. I kind of look in comparison of like, where have I, where have, how far have I come this year? Where do I want to go next year? And after I've kind of road mapped that out, and now that could be literally any kind of goals. That could be financial goals. That could be professional goals. Um, you know, it could be anything as wild as, oh, I feel like the Holy Spirit is like prompting me to write a book. <laughs> okay. And then, oh, right. Yeah, I wrote a book last year. Cool. So it's it's really, it's so broad. I don't like to put any barriers on the expectations of what's going to happen during that that breakfast um, date. So I really like to just sit down and I usually open after I bless my food. I open with a prayer over um, just myself and I surrender the next year to God and what he wants it to become. And I ask that he shed light on the areas of my life that need improvement, the areas of my life that he wants me to grow in, And then I just start writing. I take all my pens, my journal, my planner. It looks like I'm moving in for three years, guys. Like I'm not even joking whenever I go have this breakfast. And before anybody comes at me, don't worry. I always leave a good tip because I spend a lot of time there. So no worries. I take care of my servers. And then so after I've discerned my what I consider to be the goals for the next year, I look at it and I see if there's a theme, if I see any kind of theme popping out. And within that theme, I look for a word for the year. Now, I know that there are some word of the year generators that you can just click a button and it gives you a word. And I have never done it that way. I know a lot of people do. um, And I think that's really cool. But for me, I want it to be a little bit more intentional with how I pick that word. Now, I would like to apologize to everyone in advance because I feel personally responsible for 2020 (laughs) and all of its events because this time last year, I picked the word shift. I was I was like, I don't know what what we're shifting. Um, It was completely unclear. But what was clear is that literally in my head, I felt like the word shift was just like screaming out to me. And I thought, okay, Lord, like this is, this is it. This is the word. And so I walked into 2020 with this word shift, not knowing how it fit in because there really weren't any big changes that I felt were coming in the next year with my job or my personal life or, you know, I didn't really think that we'd be in a pandemic or anything like that. So, you know, not really predicting any of those things. Um, And what ended up happening is three weeks into January, the the family I was living with ended up telling me that they were selling their house and moving. So (laughs) that was shift number one, three weeks into the year. 
Uh, Keep in mind that I usually don't find meaning in my word until about six months into the year. So (laughs) the fact that the first one came um, within the first three weeks, that that scared me a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. That's why I picked the word. Okay, sure. We're going to like shift our living situation. This will be a great adventure. Let's do it. And I started looking for apartments immediately. Found one. It was perfect. It was what I needed it to be in the location I wanted. This was actually really cool because when I was in grad school, I would drive by these apartments and I had checked in on, uh, I'd been in them one time. I knew somebody that lived in them at one at a point in time. And I remember inquiring about how much they were per month. And at that point, grad school, broke student, um, they were considered more of a luxury apartment that I could not afford. And so back in, you know, 2014, fresh out of undergrad, just starting grad school, it was like a goal of mine that one day I would have an apartment that was that nice. So fast forward to 2020, that was coming to fruition. And I just on a whim went in to see what these apartments cost. And they weren't nearly as bad as I remembered them being. So I guess financially some things had changed, praise the Lord. Um, and I signed the lease for a new apartment, two bedroom, because I wanted a home office just in case. Y'all can see where this is going, right? So that's January. January found out I had had to find a new place to live. Started packing. February found the place. March ended up getting, you know, going into lockdown, right? Had to move my entire therapy practice that was based out of, you know, an office with coworkers. There were seven of us at the time. um, Where we had a very strong working community love my coworkers, um, and love to see my clients face-to-face. We're, we were forced to, you know, shut down t- what we thought was for two weeks, y'all. Oh, my gosh, how ignorant. Like, <laughs> but who knew? Who knew that in December we would still be here, right? So, you know, we, we shut down the office temporarily for the next couple of weeks, month at the most is what I was thinking, and started a virtual therapy practice, had never done that before, that was another shift. <laughs> then I ended up, man, this just keeps getting greater and greater. Like April was when I had to move. Again, really like a month after like everybody kind of went into lockdown mode. So I'm over here like wondering if I'm going to die from moving because I don't know. I don't really know how. I still don't know how you get COVID really. Like, do we know? I don't know. So I'm over here like, okay, can I like spray everyone with Lysol that's helping me move? And if they touch my stuff, can I can I touch it after they've touched it? Do I need to Lysol? How often do I have to like Lysol things? And how long do I have to wait until, you know, I can touch it after I've Lysol? It, all the questions. All of the questions. Um, yeah, so big shift again. This has been like a reoccurring theme throughout the entire year. And when I tell you that now sitting in December about to, you know, I've kind of started that process again of, oh, what do I want out of next year? What goals do I have? What do I think I want that word for the year to be? What does it need to be? What's God calling it to be? I'm terrified, y'all. Like I'm sitting here. I picked the word shift. And if y'all are um, fans of the show friends (laughs) you'll catch this reference if you're not I'm sorry um all of this year I literally have only been able to visualize Ross Geller in the episode where he's trying to put the couch up you know move his brand new couch up to his new apartment 
and he's yelling at um, at Chandler and, and Rachel to pivot and pivot, pivot. And that's literally every single turn of this year. I have heard him, that voice in my head going pivot. So maybe pivot should have been my word instead of shift, but they seem pretty interchangeable. So you can imagine that after picking a word and having to surrender and trust in the Lord so much, we, which we all have had to do, um, there's a little bit of anxiety associated now with this whole tradition of mine that has been very beautiful and very fulfilling. And so I'm sitting here going, how do, how do I do this? How do I go into 2021 without being a ball of anxiety and fearing what the Lord has for me? And I had to pause <laughs> Because it hit me. While I feel personally responsible for 2020 and my word shift, again, I apologize. um, I realized, okay, the Lord has been so faithful. He's been so incredibly faithful. So I could have been someone where my job shut, shut down, my job shut down, and I had no income. That could have been reality for the last nine months of the year. And in fact, this pandemic, as you can imagine, caused a lot of mental health issues, um, which made you know, gave me a greater um, amount of business in my therapy practice. I found myself having more job security, an increase in income as I was moving into a new apartment that was a little bit more expensive than what I was used to paying. And I thought, okay, all right, online therapy. This is not terrible. Like, it's not the best, right? Like, I love connecting face-to-face. We're built for community. Um, but this is a, a, this is an okay option. This is working. People are okay with this. Because my fear was that I would say, okay, I'll see you virtually, and then no one would want to do therapy, and then I would – be broke and die. I don't know. Like that's just when you have anxiety, you get it. Like the end result is for, is always death for some reason. Like that's just where when the brain starts spiraling, that's just where it ends up. So for me, I was having so much anxiety over, oh my gosh, what's next? What's going to happen? How is this going to work? And I was losing sight of God's calling for me. He was saying this whole time, I got you. This is okay. You're going to be okay. Once I realized that God has literally been holding my hand this entire year and has been walking through this year with me, like he has not left me, I have not been forsaken or abandoned, I was able to step back and walk into this space of discerning 2021 with a little bit more confidence. Like I'm still a little apprehensive over what's going to happen because that's just that's just human nature, I believe. We are flawed humans, and I accept that and I acknowledge that and I move on from that because that's reality. So, moving forward into the season of discernment, the next couple of weeks of discernment, I should say. Um I'm kind of excited if the Lord can be faithful and can make amazing things happen in my life in the midst of a pandemic, 
then I feel pretty confident that he is not going to walk away from me just because we've entered into a new year or just because my goals are different or I have a different word that I'm going to be focusing on. I think if anything, discerning that word shift and leaning into that really helped me mentally prepare for so much change that happened within the first three months of this year. Had he not whispered, the Holy Spirit not whispered shift into my mind, I think I would have been blindsided. And so while not everything has been great, obviously, like I don't live in a, you know, fairyland of unicorns and rainbows all the time, I do have to acknowledge that even through a pandemic, God is good, God is faithful, and God wants to bless us, and he wants to sit with us and be with us. Um, And in turn, wants us to do the same thing with him, right? Like he's there. He just wants us to reach out and say, all right, daddy, like what's going on? Help me. (laughs) Like, I don't know how y'all talk to God, but I'm usually like either, yo, what's up? (laughs) Like, let's chat or, hey, dad, (laughs) help. Um, So I want to encourage you moving forward as you approach this new year to take a deep breath to seek the Lord, and to be confident in knowing that God's got your back. He's not going to leave you lonely. He's not going to abandon you in your time of need. He wants you. If anything, I feel like he's drawing us in deeper. I have never experienced in my life a season where I have been stripped of all of my spiritual comforts. And when I say that, I mean like being able to sing in, in my church choir every Sunday, having praise and worship events at church, um, having a chapel that's open 24-7, having mass every day of the week that was accessible to me. Um, you know, we went through periods of time without being able to receive the Eucharist, without being able to be in communion with the rest of our church family. And that was hard. And I do feel like God has really stripped us this year of every spiritual comfort and has brought us down to the nitty gritty and is challenging us to really enter into a deeper, more intimate level of communion with him because all of the frilly things are taken away. All of the easy things are taken away. I struggle so hard to connect with the Lord within my own home because I'm distracted easily, because there's always laundry to wash or fold or dishes that need to be done or, 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 or my phone that is, oh my gosh, like filled with so many different social medias that I can distract myself with. So my comfort zone of prayer was escaping my home, going to my chapel at church and being in a space where I was forced to focus in a way, you know, I mean, it's kind of like chapel etiquette. You don't have your phone out. Um, If anything, you know, you sit there with a journal or a Bible or a rosary or something and you just pray or you just sit and be with the Lord. Um, Not having that option has been really challenging. And there have been big dips in my spiritual life this year. And I am so thankful for that, the illumination of that that God is showing me that I was creating distance by not being present to him 
at all times. Like I was choosing to be present to him and to listen to him within the doors of my church only. And I wasn't seeking him as often as I could in my day-to-day life at my home. So now I feel like my challenge this year is, okay, how am I going to pursue the Lord within my home and do it well? What are those barriers that have that are between me and God right now? Is it social media? Is it the TV? Is it my computer? Is it work? Is it friendships? Is it laziness? What is that? So I feel like there's a lot of different challenges going on right now, but I just wanted to share with you guys a little bit of what's been going on with me. Maybe you relate, maybe you don't, but I just wanted to be really transparent and let you guys know how I moved through from being in a place of being completely terrified of what next year was going to look like and what God is calling me to, to easing into almost a place of like excitement. And I wouldn't say comfort. I'm not comfortable. (laughs) This is not necessarily fun sitting here with all the unknowns, but I now have a little bit more excitement about it than anxiety. So I want to thank you guys for listening to this. If you have any questions about picking a word for the year or you want a little bit more insight on what that process looks like for me or I don't know, if you have any questions whatsoever, feel free to DM me through Instagram. I'm happy to have this conversation one-on-one with you guys. I want to support y'all in your discernment of the next year. And I want to invite you to seek the Lord and ask what he's calling you to. We all have our own goals. We all have our own dreams, but they don't always line up at the same time frame that God wants things to happen. So I would just challenge you to take a deep breath, pause and say, okay, God, where do you want me? Where are we going this year? This has been a roller coaster. Where is it going to continue? Are we going to continue with all the ups and downs? (laughs) Is it going to move this fast and scary? Is it going to slow down? I don't know. Where do you want me? Where can you best use me in 2021? I wish you guys a very, very blessed and happy new year. I will see you guys again next year on this podcast. I look forward to bringing you so many fun episodes. I have so many good things planned. I cannot wait. Um, Make sure you're subscribing so you get all the up-to-date episodes straight to your phone and make sure those notifications are turned on because if you're like me, I don't turn the notifications on and I don't know they're there. (laughs) So I invite you to subscribe and turn on your notifications and message me through Instagram if you have any questions on anything that was talked about today. I would look forward to chatting with you guys and getting to know each and every one of you. God bless.